When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. What's up, Movie Trivia Schmodown fans? Welcome to the Schmodown Rundown, the official episode of the Movie Trivia Schmodown. My name is Brad Gilmore, but you might know me by another name. You might know me as The Boat. Oh my god, you're my dream boat, for sure. Can I get a great Scott? Great Scott! <laughs> and I'm joined by the Illa boy from Illinois. Right now, this man, he can't go downtown. Why? Because he's on lockdown. What's his name? Frankie boy, also known as What's the Frank? Sexy numbers from a sexy player. Love those numbers. Sexy numbers. I love those numbers. I'm Thank feeling you. really good about those. Oh, I'm feeling those numbers. Numbers are being felt up. That's right. And I don't feel violated. But, Brad, this is it. This is the last show before Spectacular. This is the last show before the 20 hour <laughs> event of the year or whatever, however long it's going to be. It's going to be long. <laughs> uh, we're finally here. This is, we've made it through COVID mostly unscathed. And here we are last show before spectacular. What a weird year, man. Odd year, odd year, man. And um, it, it, we've made it through relatively unscathed. As you said, you know, the boat had a little, little touch of the Corona. That that that, that I, I mean, that was never I confirmed, be, was it? It wasn't confirmed. It felt like but it, but le, okay. le, no. Let me just say this: my folks had it, both of them. Mm-hmm. Booker had it, and two other people that I worked around pretty consistently had it. And then about three or four other people in the station had it. So yeah, and I couldn't smell, and I had chest pains. I mean, yeah, I mean, a little achiness. 
But that's neither here nor there, because I got through it for one reason and one reason only, and that was to make sure that I could be here on December the 12th to watch along with the rest of the world the one thing that we all love about the movie trivia showdown, and that is the big events, and there is no event bigger. There is no stage where more legends have been made. There is no venue for the movie trivia showdown with more memorable moments in the showdown spectacular, and this isn't the one. This isn't the two, three, four. This is the Five. This is five, 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 as Booker T would say. This is Schmodown Spectacular Numero Cinco. And uh, I almost said say Numero Cinco. You've picked up on that? I did. <laughs> and I am, uh, I am overly excited. I, I think that regular excitement is not the word for it. Overly excitement because, Frank Janish, I'll be honest with you. We now officially know the entire card after today or after yesterday, excuse me. We know the official card. And I don't think there's ever been a more stacked spectacular. Last year's was close. Last year's spectacular card was awesome. You know, you had uh, Bibbs and and Ben. You had Laura Kelly and Alex Damon. You had the, uh, not the odd couple, you had Shazam versus Founding Fathers. You had, um, who was the Energeekta match? Oh, oh, of course, Kalinowski and Smets. And then you had the main event of Ben Bateman versus uh, Paul Oyama for the title. But here's the thing. That one was great on paper. It, and, and, and it was great. It was a great event overall. Um, some surprising results from, for some people. Some devastating memories for others. But this event on paper, I think, supersedes that. You have – let's just run down the card real quick. Real quick. Real quick? How quick? Real quick. Real now, quick. Okay. Rapidly. We now know uh, – and we've known for some time the first announced match was Ace – Cabrera, also known as Andres Ace Cabrera, trying to do it for the swag squad and dethroning the man who has been simply undethronable. And right now, wait for it. Al, uh, Ace Cabrera is on the precipice of greatness. <laughs> he's on the precipice of greatness. And, and he can, he's on the cusp. He's about to reach up and grab that brass ring. Can he do it against Alex Damon? This is our final show, Frank Jansh. We got to make our predictions. Do we? What do you think? What is your prediction? Yeah. yeah, we do. Okay. What is your prediction of that match? Well, here's the thing with Ace. I think the layoff is actually going to hurt him. I think the layoff is going to hurt him. He had a lot of momentum going. And I remember hearing Alex Damon talk about you know, there's some questions that he was missing, and he was watching Ace play. He was watching everyone play the tournament. And I think had this tournament run right up against Spectacular, Alex Damon would have a fresher uh, memory of Ace with all the momentum and everything that he's been doing. You know, it was really like this force, no pun intended, just force, just descending upon this the tournament in the Star Wars division from Ace. And I think perhaps that could have lent some sort of uneasiness for Alex Damon. But I think because there's been so many weeks and months between when that tournament ended and when we're having Spectacular, I think that's going to hurt Ace because, A, he doesn't have all that momentum again, and B, I don't know that Ace, uh, I guess you could say, lives with Star Wars the way that Alex Damon does, meaning that Alex Damon runs the Star Wars channel for a living. Like, that's his day-to-day life. I'm sure Star Wars is filled um, Ace's days from here 
from then until now quite frequently, if not a, a lot, right, than most people for sure. But I still think at the end of the day, Alex Damon is going to walk in there and do what he normally does and answer nearly everything correct. I mean, he put up a perfect game against Laura Kelly. as spectacular. And Laura Kelly is great. But there, you trip up just once. You let up just once as the opponent to Alex Damon. I think you know that that could be it. However, if you are an ace and you see Alex Damon trip up, you're like, okay, okay, I got him maybe. I got him maybe. But here's the thing. I would probably have to go perfect from here on out. So there's that pressure. Even if you do get a one- or two-point lead, there's still that pressure. I don't think there's really any pressure on Alex Damon, to tell you the truth, but that's who I'm picking. You're picking Alex Damon. Yeah. I'm picking the man who you said had a force, and I think, I think he still has a little force left. You know, a little force, right? Kind of like a, like, like, like a Grogu-level force. <laughs> okay. Right? But he can do it. My man Ace Cabrera is going to go out there and get the dub, get the victory. Let's talk about Chris Jericho, Brittany Young. Who you got in this one? You know, this is more of a this is the biggest pick on I think yes. on the card. This is really interesting because Brittany Young made her debut against Jada Paramo in studio very early mm-hmm. on in the year. Very. Chris Jericho faced Kevin Smith in a match that went to sudden death, and he played it digitally online, and he played it more recently than Brittany Young has. Is that an edge for Jericho going into this match, knowing what the online format is like in Chris Jericho's case? Because Brittany Young does not know how that operates, at least in a match setting. Maybe she's done some prep and done some other things uh, with this match uh, to prepare for it for an online setting. I don't know, maybe. But even with that said, I look at the way Brittany Young competed in the exhibition match when you had... Uh, Clark Wolf and Brianne Chandler, right? She, Brittany Young was in that match, and then she played against Jada Parama. I, she's she knows her stuff, mm-hmm. and I think she's probably a well more a well rounded player, more well rounded player than Chris Jericho. I think Chris Jericho has specific um, expertise in certain categories, and if he can get those, he can pull out the win. But if it needs to be a more well rounded game, I think that swing, swings in favor of Brittany Young. They're both entertainers, you know, so. I don't know if that's really going to hinder one or the other. I'm going to take Rooney Young by a hair. Frank Janish? You just made the list. <laughs> you, what list Chris am I not Jericho. on these days? Jeez. Yeah, that is true. You're on uh, quite a bit, and none yeah. of them are uh, ones that you'd like to be on. That's true. Uh, Chris Jericho is not just an entertainer. He's not an entertainer. He's the entertainer, and he showed the world. Everybody doubted Chris Jericho. They doubted him in that match against Kevin Smith. And what happened? They went to sudden death. The man who's been in movies forever went one-on-one with a pro wrestler, as all these J-brones were saying, and the pro wrestler showed up and showed out. And was even given Kevin Smith movies as a category. Come on now. Come on. Don't get me don't make me get Biden on you. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Some doesn't smell right there. That's why Chris Jericho is going to prove why he was the first ever. Do you know this man beat the Rock and Stone Cold in the same night? I did I did. You know, know that, that. happened? Yeah, I know that. He was I the first that. ever undisputed 
champion of the world. First time, ever, first person to ever do that. Do you know that he was the mm-hmm. first all elite wrestling heavyweight champion of the world? The very first one. Did you know that? I, I, Were you yeah. aware of these things? I was actually, yes, actually, because of you. Do you know that he is a surefire future Hall of Famer? Do you know he is one of the greatest to ever do it? Do you know this man has sold millions of albums with his band Fozzie? Do you okay. know that he's been a number one New York Times best-selling author four times? Did you know any of that, Frank Janish? Did you know any of that? No, you didn't. You didn't. So why don't you yeah, know okay. your role and shut your stupid face, okay? Because Chris Jericho, I got love for Brittany Young, but she's going to be looking like Brittany Old after the beating. <laughs> Chris Jericho <laughs> lays on her, okay? And you will never, ever speak about Chris Jericho like that ever again. Well, you know what? Maybe like another wrestler we know of, they should he should cut a promo on me so that I can add it to the collection. You well, know? That's true. That's true. <laughs> you're, you're stacking them up. That's stacking right. them high, selling them cheap. Um, let's, I, want, I want to skip over the team's match because we're going to be talking sure. about the implications there in, in a moment. Let's get to... IG, Inner Geekdom Division Action, Chandru, The Chosen, versus Chance Ellison. You have another Swag Squad, Corruption, IG title. All kinds of implications here, Janish. And I'm thinking, thinking, thinking about who's going to get the victory. Yeah, this one, um, this one, uh, I think it's going to be a great match. I think it's going to be a pretty great match. It's going to be a great match. But the way Chandru played against Kevin Smets, I don't know that Chance has that level in him at this moment. Remember, this is Chandru's sole focus, inner geekdom. Chance, while I'm sure he's solely focused on this, he's got nothing else going on right now for Spectacular, his brain is also... It has been in singles and in teams this year, right? Chandru has really just put a target on his back for his antics, but also because of how good he is in inner geekdom. The boy's um, bad. He he's he's real good. And I and I felt whoever won that Chandru Smets match, that they would then go on to defend at Spectacular. And because those two guys are that good. Chandru is probably going to defend and, and break up that streak of not being able to defend the Inner Geekdom belt. Whoever, I mean, you talk about the last was Jason Inman against Donica. He TKO'd Donica. Then Inman lost to Mara. Mm-hmm. Then Mara lost to Mike. Then Mike, Mike. lost to Rachel. Then Rachel, Rachel lost to Mike. Then Mike lost Mike. to Smets. Smets. And then Smets lost to Chandru. Chandru. I don't know that Chance is at the level or near the level of when those players had the titles that I just named at the, at those times. I don't know that chance is at those levels. You're because right. That's what I think it's going to take to beat or even pressure Chandru um, and come away with a W. So man, he, I think Chandru's going to do it and he's not the guy that I would have wanted to defend the belt. Um, but I think that's what's going to happen, man. From everything that I've been hearing uh, in these streets, Brad, uh, you know, I, I think Chandra's going to do it. 
Well, you, and you said something that I do agree with. You said that the Chance Ellison isn't on any of those former champions level, and, and I think that that's a fair assessment because he's on a higher level than them all. Oh. Uh, Chance Ellison did something that I found to be wildly impressive in that inner geekdom tournament, and he proves that he could go. Check this. You want a hot take? He could go down as the – if he can pull this energy, inner geekdom championship match off, and then go make some noise in the singles division next season, Chance Ellison could go down as the greatest three-division player in movie trivia on history. Oh, that's that's a whole conversation that we could have that I think we we would be on the same page for that. But uh, intergeekdom-wise... He's going to get it done. He's going to get okay. the job done. Look, man, I, I look, nobody trumpeted the horn of Chandru. Pause. Uh, on that one, but nobody trumpeted the, the horn of Andrew, Ch- Andrew, Chandru mm. louder than I did. I, I said, this kid's gold. He's got money. I think he's going to get the job done. I felt it in my bones, Jack. And now let the soothsayer known as the boat look into the future. I think that all this talk, I think that the man, you know who Chandru is right now? You know what position he's in right now? He's in the position of a man named Buster Douglas. Remember old Buster okay, Douglas? Okay, okay. Knock Mike out, right? Knock Mike Tyson out. Became the heavyweight champion of the world. Everyone was shocked and amazed. They said, we did not see this coming. Is Buster Douglas this good? And if you judge him by knocking Mike Tyson out, you say, absolutely, Buster Douglas is that good. And what happened after that? Not great things for old Busty. And that's why I relate him to Chandru. Chandru is good. You know how we know he's good? He beat Kevin Smets. How good is he? We don't really know. If he goes out there and beats Chance, okay, I give it to you. But but Chance had to do something that Chandru didn't. Chance had to go through an entire tournament facing the very best that the division had to offer, including a former, not one, but two-time intergeekdom champion of the world. And his partner, Mike Kalinowski, if he can do all that and he can stay razor sharp, Chandra's been sitting on ice for what, six months, seven, uh, five months, something like that, right? Chandra's been sitting on ice. He's been sitting on ice. What has he been doing? Nothing. Zilch. Zero. Absolutely. He's been, he's been, he's been, he's been at his, he's been at his house, growing his hair out, making TikToks and eating a bag of donuts. He happens to have the metabolism of a 12 year old boy. So you can't tell. But the man's been getting fat. All right? He's been getting okay. super fat. I was going to say, you know, so that's the other why thing Chance is... That's why going to come through and do it. The other thing is, yeah, Chandra, we haven't really heard from Chandra in quite some time, which is even... All for the better. <laughs> I mean, depending on who you ask, sure. But I think that also reinforces, and you could read it this way, which is the way I'm reading it, is that he is solely focused on defending this belt. This is all he has, Brad. This is all he has. And if he loses this... He then has nothing. Everything he worked for this year is gone. So I think while I think Chance has a has a small shot, I think Chandru, this is all he has. This is his entire identity in the Schmodown. And if he loses this, then what is he? He's just another punk who says some dumb stuff from time to time. But if he wins, if he wins, well, he can do whatever the hell he wants. He's got the strap. He can say whatever he wants. I mean, he's already been doing that, and he has the belt, and it's really ticking people off. And I would like to think 
that Chandru would like to continue to do that at will. He would. He would. Unfortunately, it's just not going to happen. Let's get to the Kevin Smith versus Brett Sheraton yeah, contest. Yeah. Now, I will admit to you something. When this this idea of, of this match was floated to me almost immediately after the Jericho Kevin Smith match, mm-hmm. and I said that I hated it. Yeah, I was did. like, I was like, yeah. I do not like this idea. I don't, I don't want to see this match. I think this is an awful matchup. This is stupid. Why would you? These were the emotions I had. Now here we are, uh, just a mere week before the Schmodown Spectacular, which you can watch live. If you haven't bought your streaming tickets now, go to the theschmodownlive.com or become a patron at the $10 level. I got to say, I am wildly excited about this match because we had Brett Sheridan on coming up next with Jen Sturger and myself every Thursday on SEN. And we gave him an impromptu Kevin Smith movies yeah, uh, uh, trivia challenge, if you will. He went perfect. He didn't miss a single question. And so I didn't know any of them. Now I, I I'm just new. I'm new to Kevin Smith movies, so I'm getting. I'll get there. Right, <laughs> Dogma's still at my number one, but I haven't gotten to Mallrats yet. Uh, I'll get there. I'll get Time. there. Okay, I might do it tonight. Might do it tonight. Hey, okay. You. Look at me. Look at me. Looking at you. Looking at me. Amazing. But I will say I am excited for this one. But who do you have? I th- I think the answer should be rather clear. Yeah. Who do you have? So I kind of had similar feelings that when you first heard about this is the match that's going to happen. But then it came out that, like, okay, this is going to be a match that's spectacular. I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool to have these type of this type of match at spectacular to kind of break up the, the, the intensity levels that's going to be going, going on throughout, that, throughout the event that day. But also... I think I'm just excited to see Kevin Smith. I actually don't really care who he would have played, whether it's Brett or somebody else. I mean, sure, I think depending on who it is, it'd be a little more interesting. But I'm more interested in knowing how much does Kevin Smith really know? Yes, he's a director. He has a wealth of knowledge, I think, in his head. But can he turn it into a trivia brain and and pump out those answers? So I'm very curious and excited to see Kevin Smith on the biggest stage we have in Schmodown and, and to see what he can do. Now with Brett, look, he barely answered like 50% of his questions against Bonnie Somerville and came out with a W. He's 1-0. He's undefeated. The whole thing, right? Kevin Smith, he answered like 73%, I think, against Jericho. And he's undefeated. 1-0, right? Yeah, not bad with 73. I wonder if he can build upon that. And if he creeps up towards the high 80s, Oof, after this match, I'm going to be very, very excited. Even if he loses, let's say he lost, but wow. it was a great game, right? Great game by both. Let's just say, for fun. Probably not, but let's just say. If he played great and he still lost, and he's answering like 78% of his questions between two matches, that's going to be very telling. And so I, I really do look at this match as a barometer of where exactly does Kevin Smith land? I kind of already know where Brett lands on that barometer no offense to him i mean he's also spoke pretty um what's the word so he's a little more self-deprecating when it comes to his own knowledge and i kind of take him at his word for it i think it's gonna be a great entertaining match but i'm really really interested to see what level kevin smith plays at in this match 
Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm picking Kevin Smith. I'm picking Kevin Smith. So. Well, you know, I, as you were speaking, I realized up to this point we have disagreed on every outcome of the matches, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd like to continue that trend right. just for the fun of it, mm-hmm. um, just to see what ends up happening. You know, if we completely pick opposites, because I will say, really, on the majority of this card, maybe sans this match, it is a pick'em. It really is. Like everything, Chance Chandru yeah. could really go either way. The uh, team's title could go either way. Star Wars could go either way. Uh, Jericho Bernie Young could go either way. <laughs> like, like they're all very. I do have a, I do have a confidence level of matches, you know, or in terms of who I think you know are going to win. I don't know. Maybe that's something we can explore. But anyways, confidence level. Like what the confidence you picks. You know, confidence. You ever done a confidence pick? I don't know what you're talking about. So like you know, uh, you get like a. a a list of teams or matchups, games, right? And let's let's say uh, the Texans are playing the Colts, right? Okay. And then you have like the Chargers playing the Raiders. Who oh, do you think? Oh, you're talking like a, like a parlay. Well, oh no, you, what are you talking? About? Well, it's like well, it's let's say you have like ten games and you rank them in order of how you feel is a more of a sure bet that. That team's gonna win. Oh, oh, okay. It's confidence okay, pitch. Kind of like a confidence. I've pick. never, yeah. I've never heard that. Oh, before. really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend who did a parlay, and he ended up winning like forty grand in a day mm. off a fifteen dollar bet. That's a great day. That's a great. Yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say something else? This is in sixteen in twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. So somebody, not me, and I promise, not me, told me it'd be a great idea. Get some easy money. Put it all on Hillary. Get get some extra no dubs in. No way. So he lost it all. It. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Wow, that's. Yeah, that was rough. Yes, yeah, it was a rough go. I think at rough the go. at the end of the show, I'm gonna give my confidence picks for the spectacular. Okay. We'll yeah. do that. Um, I'm gonna pick Brett Sheridan because why the hell not? <laughs> because yeah, for fun. That's why. Why the hell not? I think Kevin Smith's gonna win, but I'm gonna pick Brett Sheridan. So that's my caveat there. Um, which gets us to the main event before we break down the team's tournament match that we saw today. Then we'll transition into breaking that match down. This is another difficult one, man. Dan the Man Merle, dangerous Dan Merle, now a proud resident of the South, uh, my neighbor to the north-ish uh, in Arkansas over there. Beautiful state, by the way. Versus the undefeated rookie phenom, Adam Collins. Look Coyote. I don't know, Frank, man. This this is another one that's very hard. But yeah. we know something in the movie True Shmodown. There's one constant law in the Shmodown. You're always going to lose. Eventually. Right? Yeah. Eventually, everyone gets beat. It's like the UFC. Eventually, everybody gets beat. And I don't think that Adam Collins is going to be the exception to that rule. We've never seen anybody go 7-0 and in a rookie season, right? Never seen it happen. Ever. I don't know if we've ever seen 7-0 and in an undefeated streak. I don't think that's ever happened either. Yeah, Sam. Sam Levine. He did it. Oh, Sam Levine did Between it. Between 2017 right. and 2018. He, he won the tournament, then defended twice in 2018. That's right. Before he You're retired. right. Yeah, yeah. But, but, um, did it, but he never started, never started 7-0 and the way Adam Collins. Adam has. Collins. Right. Okay, thank you. Thank you for the clarification there. So with that being known, I, I think that the Coyote's going to take this L. I don't know. What do you think? 
I can't believe you're saying that either because I look at the way Dan Morrell has played all year. Um, going back to Brooklyn, start the year. Remember how long ago that was? Seems like it seems like seventeen like years ago. Like, like, sounds like a different season. <laughs> it really does. Um, went to the, it was pushed to the limit in that match in that triple threat match against Bibbs yes. and Brendan Meyer. Then he has to defend against Ben Bateman in Atlanta, and that goes to yes. overtime. He was down five six points in that one. Goes to overtime. Then he has to defend against Ethan Irwin online. That goes to sudden death. He squeaks out the win there. Then he has to defend against Ben Bateman again. He's down another six points. Squeaks out the win. In the Bateman wins, Bateman has lost the match, right? He's lost the match. He was in prime position to win the match, and he couldn't seal the deal answering a three or a five or what have you, um, or losing it in sudden death in Atlanta. Against Ethan Irwin, pushed the limit, sudden death, you know, those matches are going to happen. Um and it was a great match. All that to say is Dan Merle hasn't really – he's been playing great. He's been answering 85% of his, his questions this year in singles. It's a great level, It's a great accuracy rate. But he's also been a little bit sloppy. I don't want to say sloppy. I don't think that's the right word. But there's been moments of where he's fallen behind and he's playing catch-up then. I don't know that that's going to happen – again for like a third time for him this year where it's going to happen against Adam Collins. Dan Merle's too smart of a player to let things get out of hand like that too many times, especially in one year. So with that in mind, I do think he does have the the edge here because I just don't think that he's going to – I think he's going to play his best game of all of the whole year as spectacular next week. That's going to be his best game, and I think it's going to be just good enough in a five-round match to to retain and become the first player to successfully defend the belt three times in one reign. Um, it's going to be crazy. That's going to be win number 17 for the guy. Most singles wins of all time. Why Why did you have to pick Dan when I wanted to pick Dan? You know, yeah. But look, it's like, well, anyway, at the end of the show, I got more on that. But anyways. Okay. I'm going the coyote then. I just have to, just to make it interesting. <laughs> just to make it interesting. I, I, it's I, not that I, interesting I, I, if you're just deferring uh, by default. Well, th- well, that way though we can see if we literally pick the opposite on everything. Then the show that. is right. Then the show is always right. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then the show is always right. <laughs> One of us is going to be right about something. That's right. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Foolproof. Uh Foolproof plan, my man. <laughs> so that gets us to the team's match. Let's talk about what happened today. Final exam, who's been a tough, tough opponent for everybody, took the L-man to the odd couple. Somehow, some way, Jeff Snyder has reignited his movie trivia magic, as well as Mark Andreco. And these guys are on, ready for it, the precipice of winning the championships yet again. What did you think of Final Exam versus Odd Couple? Th- this might very well be in the conversation, not just for match of the year, but the best mm-hmm. one of the best matches of all time. Team yes. singles, uh, Star Wars Intergeekdom. This might be one of the best matches of all time. It's without a doubt in the top ten of all time to me. Does it crack the top five? Uh, Maybe I have to dig a little bit deeper. Does it crack the top three? I don't know. 
But this for sure is one of the best matches of all time in the history of the league. The And the numbers actually do back it up. Uh, when you look at what it took here for these teams, as I click certain boxes on my computer here. Now, Odd Couple missed one question in this match. One question, and it was the Andreco Unforgiven question, which Snyder then forgave him. Great. Uh, so they answered 35 out of 36 questions in this match. Final exam answered 33 out of 36. They missed three questions. Odd Couple missed one. The thing that actually really perplexes me about this match to start was Paul Oyama. I was talking about talking him up last week as one of the You're. he's been playing phenomenal this year. And then he go and this match starts off 0 and 2. It's like, "Oh, boy, you know, and, and very similar to when they played Shazam, right?" So it was like, "Dang, that that really sucks." Um but nonetheless, they came back and it was and it, it turns out to be one of the best matches we've ever seen in my opinion. Um 48 points you know, you talk about a new points record flashing up on the screen there. There is a bit of an asterisk, and I don't mean that in a way in terms of it doesn't count. It just it has to be separated because in studio team matches, team title matches, there's five questions in the speed round. In the digital format, there's ten, five from each five for each player. So that means there's five more available points, right, right. to be had. So you do have to take that consideration, and it, and it does impact setting a new record, which this does against other te- the other team title matches we've seen. So it right. is a it is a new points it, record. It's kind of like when they talk about like playoff victories for certain players, mm-hmm. um, and you go back. It's like, well, Jordan in the first round was only five games back in the day, right? Right, right. Instead right. of seven, so it's a skew. It's a little bit skewed, but mm-hmm. so just to you know, it doesn't a bit take away from the accomplishment at all. It just look. In a regular studio team title match, no one could ever reach 48 points. Right. That's just, like, that's not... Well, I mean, actually, it's possible, but, like, it's very, 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 very hard to do that where it's a little bit more feasible. Even here, they only had... They missed one question, right? If they get... If Andreco hits, then now, okay, it's 40... Or it's 50 points, rather. So, you know, without any steal opportunities. You're never going to hardly reach that type of scenario in a studio team studio title match where there's five less questions, there's five less opportunity for points, right? So just a little bit of perspective and where it lies. But with all that said, it's still one of the best matches of all time that we've ever seen in this league. Yeah, it's phenomenal amount of play. And right at, like, almost immediately after the match had concluded, I got to talk to Mark Andreco briefly and... You know, you could tell just from the timbre of his voice, the extreme amount of pride that he was exhibiting mm-hmm. based upon the performance that he and his teammate Jeff Snyder put in and the fact that they set that record. The fact that, that Roxy in large part helped prove the doubters wrong. Because, I mean, even even me at one point when we were at the trade deadline, I talked about this before. It's like, yeah, you know, maybe you flip one of the members of the odd couple. Like, I don't really see a good run coming out of them, especially after the who's the boss match. Like, I didn't. I just didn't see it, right? Yeah. I just didn't see it. Boy, was I wrong. And, and, I, and I'm happy that I was. And, and that's why it's time to address it. This team's championship match. Are you going to be going with the odd couple 
Ian Snyder, Jeff Snyder, Mark the Android Andraco, or are you going to be going with Shazam, the team of William the Beast Bibiani, and... Give us some Roni, brother. Oh, yeah. You know who it is. The fine, young, tender Roni, Brendan the Kid Meyer. And if you find the tender Roni, that is right for you. This is tough, Brad. This Rough. is tough. You look at the run that the odd couple has been on. Even with that one loss to start um, with against who's the boss, they're they're at a level. They're playing at a level that is pretty insane, and it kind of mirrors what Shazam has been doing their entire you know run from last year into this year. Odd couple is at that level right now, and not a lot of teams can play at this level. It's, I mean, Shazam, Odd Couple, Final Exam, and and maybe, this is, you can't really put too much into this, but maybe Deception. They've only played two matches, so I can't really, I'd like to think that they could, but just for, they're on the, honorable mention. But right now, the three teams, Final Exam, Odd Couple, who played in the tournament final, and Shazam, they play at these crazy high accurate levels right now. These three teams are the cream of the crop to me right now. Um, they're they're so proficient and efficient within the game that that's what makes them elite of the elite. There's no one else in their class right now, um, and it's a testament to Odd Couple to to beat Final Exam to now meet Shazam here at Spectacular. Jeff has been. Writing wrongs lately. Yes, yes. By taking down Paul Yama, not just in singles, but now here in teams. Yep. Um, he beat, he lost Ethan Irwin earlier in the year in singles, defeated yep. um, him in the tournament, you know, in singles tournament. Now he's going up against Bibiani, a guy that he had a really bad match and, and a memorable match for all the wrong reasons, right? Memor- memorably bad. Yeah. Yes. Could he write another wrong as spectacular? Jeff is going for a record-setting third team title. He's the only person that could, that's sniffing that opportunity right now. You know, we have a two-team title winners in Shazam. Or I'm sorry, in Shirewolves and in Corruption. Jeff has done that as well, but he's done it with two different one with the Patriots, one with the Odd Couple. So there's yeah. a differentiation there. Jeff has been on a hell of a run. Hell of a. But I have said that Shazam, their numbers have been tip-top shape throughout, from the very onset. Odd Couple mm-hmm. has been in peaks and valleys, and right now they're peaking. Will there be a valley at Spectacular? I don't know. You could say that the Odd Couple has been on hills and valleys. Oh, we could. We could. We could say that. We could. Hill, Valley, Hill. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Save wait, up. wait. Can I show you something real quick before you answer that? This was sent to me by a Back to the Future collector. These were limited editions, speaking of Hill Valley. This is a Hill Valley High School class ring. Unbelievable that they even made that. that. That's crazy to me. Hill Valley High School 
ring and you see the Back to the Future logo on the side. How awesome is that? That is pretty cool. Yeah. So it's, anyway, it's like it's you. cool and absurd at the same time. It's like – Very absurd. <laughs> very awesome. Yeah, yeah. Hill Valley Clash ring, but continue. I really feel like Shazam could go on a run to become one of the greatest teams of all time, even though I think Odd Couple has just been on a run that also is solidifying them in that position. This is tough, man. It's tough. It's rough. Um, tough pick. Who you got? Though? I could. I don't want to be prisoner of the moment because of how well Odd Couple is playing. Because I need to remember just how great Shazam is as well. So I am gonna. I am gonna take Shazam. I know I picked Odd Couple to win the tournament, and I was right, barely. Um, barely. Maybe I'll be right Two again questions. with this one. Shazam over Odd Couple. Uh, I'm not feeling great about it. Well, I'm glad you're that because I was going to pick Odd Couple regardless. <laughs> okay. So so I'm glad that we're still sticking to our, our plan here. Good, good. I think the Odd Couple is going to squeak by the victory. I think it's going to be real close, though. It's going to come down to just like this one was. Yeah. 30, 31-33, question-wise, right? Or what, Isn't that what it was? Or 34-33? What, what are you talking about? Total number of questions answered. Oh, yeah. Between Yeah, Odd Couple answered 35. Final exam answered 33. Okay, 35-33. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I think yeah. it's going to be something similar to that at this for this for this team's belt, yeah. and I think that Odd Couple is going to do it again. I, that's what I think, Frank Janish. But you know what? I've been wrong before. You've been wrong mostly. So mm-hmm. we'll see how this all shakes out for the spectacular going down December the twelfth. Mm-hmm. And here's a major announcement. I'm it's breaking news right now. Frank Janish will Uh-oh. be at the spectacular. Uh, yeah. The boat. Brad Gilmore will be at the spectacular. We will be hosting the movie trivia Schmodown spectacular number five pre-show extravaganza for the what? Is this the third year in a row? Well, officially you and I did it last year. Yeah, yeah. This year, third you were a you. part. Yeah, you're a part of the one for spectacular three. Um, you didn't say anything though. That's right. You, I remember that. You didn't say but you were on camera. I, I was, yeah, that's right. It was a great right. moment in our, in our didn't history. didn't say anything. Yeah, Surely I wonder not. why that was the case. I wonder why. Nah, I don't remember. Mm, okay. But Frank, we just wanted to give the people today uh, a, a quick hit uh, of what they can expect for next week because really it's all the talk of the town. is going to be about the spectacular number five. I'm sure Jen Sturger and I are going to be talking about it extensively on coming up next as well. But this this is the show. This is our WrestleMania. This is our NBA Finals. This is our Super Bowl. This is our Stanley Cup. This is our World Series. This is the biggest night. This is this is the main event in Las Vegas with the title on the line. It doesn't get much bigger than this, and I am so excited that we're going to get it in this crazy year of years. We're going to get. A spectacular like none other. Frank, I let people know where they can find you and follow. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FrankieJ29. Also, one last note. Mm. Jeff Snyder is on Mount Rushmore. <gasps> Whoa! Whatever happens, doesn't matter what happens at Spectacular. He's on the mountain. Well, you know what? You went on someone's list last week. Now you're off someone's list this week. <laughs> Incredible. You can find me on all social media at 
Brad Gilmore. Check out Back to the Future, the podcast, season seven, still available. Just dropped a really fun episode where we look at the history of the Gamble House in Pasadena, California, uh, the history of Doc Brown's family mansion. Take a look at that. We talked to Jennifer Trotu, who is the curator over there at the Gamble House. So go check out that episode. More stuff coming down. Is it coming down the pike or the pipe? I mean, pike is like a road. Pipe is a pipe. You can come down both of them. You can. That's Mario. We got more episodes of Back to the Future podcast coming down the pole. Uh, Y'all just check it out. That's a different. That's a whole. Okay. Check it out next week. For Frank Janice, I'm the boat Brad Gilmore. Go to thesmodialive.com. Get your tickets for Spectacular Number 5 or become a $10 level Patreon of the Movie Trees Rundown Patreon. But for Frank Janice, I'm the boat Brad Gilmore. This is Smodown Rundown, and we'll be back. Don't don't stop recording. Don't stop recording yet. This will I'm gonna add this an addendum. Confidence picks. We didn't we missed those. Oh, do it, do it, yeah. do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Alright. So I think my most confident pick is gonna be Alex Damon winning Star Wars. That's my most confident one. The se- my second confident pick is gonna be Chandry over Chance. That one. My third confident pick would be Kevin Smith over Brett Sheridan. Mm, dark. My fourth most confident would be Brittany Young over Jericho. So not very confident. Yeah, it's like right in the middle there. And now I have now between second to last and last place, it's between teams and singles. I think Shazam over Odd Couple is my fifth most confident. And my least confident would be the singles, Dan over Adam. That's my, yeah. I agree with all of that. Even though. As far as your, your last two. Okay. As far as your last two, I just feel like those are the, the two most difficult yeah. to decide. But those are Frank Janish confidence picks. Do I wrap it up again or is this an addendum? This like is the said? addendum, yeah. This is, so we can do this whatever is the we addendum. want. This is addendum. Ooh, this is in the addendum. ether. This is, after this is a wazzy. This is a woozy. This is a, <laughs> it oh. doesn't exist. Okay, Jeff. Matthew McConaughey. Goldblum. Oh, Goldblum yeah. Well, that could be... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of also reminded me a little bit of Jeff Goldblum. This has gone on for way too long. Um, we should just end this. Go check out my interview with PJ Byrne from Wolf of Wall Street. Peace. All right. That guy was great. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nyx.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.